evening, listeners. It's Wednesday, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert, a talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Listeners, as you may know, last week and the week before, we talked about movies that come in pairs, and honestly, that was actually pretty, it was pretty hard for us to do, <laughs> just in a general, like, I think we maybe were expecting a bit more sort of praise, maybe, for what we were able to accomplish, but it doesn't seem like, doesn't the, seem like... The praise is not rolling in. Actually, do you know what? I have gotten, people have reached out in the streets. Okay, okay. I, I will say, I'll tell <laughs> Actually, now that I make my little joke here, I also kind of think that, yeah, a few people have kind of mentioned that it was wow. a cool, that it was a cool thing. Anyway, but now, you guys, we can open the floodgates and watch mm. as these triplets fall onto this unconfirmed metaphor. Oh, and today, David we're talking Lynch about movie. movie trilogies. Wee! <gasps> Woo! Three! <laughs> yes, and Twa. so as... As you've said, of course, to have this discussion, it does take three. And I am joined uh, via Zoom teleconference by Sean and by Assange. Hello. How are you guys? Great. How are you? I'm doing... I'm at a hard, like, oh. eight, eight, eight out of ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sean. Oh. <laughs> Still on the radio, I see. Okay. Assange, how are you doing this week? Um... A little under the weather. I feel like I say oh. that often. Listeners out there worrying for my immune system. Don't worry. I'm a tough little Li- Listeners, if you want to donate to the Echinacea Fund, the Zinc <laughs> Fund, <laughs> yeah. uh, please write us. Text 42069. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to 306 Sonia. <laughs> there we go. So that's, that's what I'm bringing today. <laughs> Um, well, you guys, uh, uh, oh, I lost my notes. Yes, we're going to talk about trilogies today, uh, and as always, and recently again, a full spoiler alert is in effect, because while, mm-hmm. uh, while you listen, you may find out that Doug was on the casino roof literally the whole time, <gasps> okay? Oh. And they didn't even need to go on Someone get that man some sunscreen! For Jeremy, real? there's, that, you, there's no way you're telling me that you have watched Hangover 3. Or oh, I've watched you. I've watched uh, them all. You haven't watched them all. Uh, 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 <laughs> what? You didn't watch all the Hangovers? Man, I, I think I finished I've... that first one. I think uh, you're lucky too. I even knew the reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were the first one was good. The other two were the same movie again. Yeah, just with a different location. Yeah, that's it. That's all it was. Did they lose um, another man, or did that do. man now join the crew? They lose a man every time. Uh, the particular man in question joins the crew. It's weird, you know. It's it's because it's like it's how do how can he join the group? We don't even know him now. We did the <laughs> whole get, movie. We don't know him. You get but some. You get some of Doug though. Like it's like yeah. In the second one, he's like at the wedding playing interference while they're off looking for the the brother of the bride or something. Okay, so he doesn't have to be with the crew because I'm like, no, we no, already no. know the the classic trio. Yeah, we want the team. Yeah, we that, want the team, the wolf pack out it's there us. looking. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> of, the th- us. of the three of us, Jeremy, who is who? Who is who? Uh, all of us are a little bit Zach Galifianakis. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I fancy uh, myself as a Bradley Cooper, but okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say a little bit of Ed Helms, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm scared if we've got a little Bradley Cooper in us. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm worried about well, that. Tell you, I would. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Those piercing uh, blue uh, eyes, anyway. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers or whatever that saying is. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I would definitely kick him out of bed for eating crackers. No crumbs. Yeah, Jeremy has a hard, Bradley. a hard stance on gluten in the bedroom. Let's face it; I already <laughs> oh have God. crumbs in there. The guy already you brought don't. the crumbs. Right, how do you do? How do you even do? How do you live? I don't what know. Are you talking about? recklessly. Oh my gosh! And with do what I do and just throw out plastic sheets. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have? Some you just do a little. You just do a little to... sweet before you get in. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Oh, this that's my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare. Oh, okay. No, I can't do it. All right. Uh, you guys, when you watch a thing, how often do you feel like you know? I want two more of that thing. Almost never. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really uh, feel. Yeah, to get into it, Sean. This is a safe space. Hmm. I feel no. I'll, uh, hmm. How do I say this? Basically, I, I have a hard time uh, imagining anything past like what I've got. So I'm like, I watched the movie. I'm like, that was great, and uh, and we, you know, and we would probably ruin it if we did more. It's like my friends bought a really rundown house, and we're going to renovate it. And when I stepped foot in it, I was like, all we can do is burn it down. <laughs> there's no, like we, there's no future here. There's no, nowhere to go. There's and no then they fixed end. it up, and it's. An incredible house, but I was oh. like, I can't see anything in here. I feel like that's me with uh, with three quills. Okay, Ooh. wow, interesting. Sanj, what about you? Honestly, sometimes because, like, mm. as we know, I, I'm a rewatcher, especially of some, when something goes into like comfort watch territory. And yeah. so there are some things that I'm like, honestly, it would be quite helpful if there was two more of this. And like, mm. um. I've talked before on the show about how this isn't exactly the same, but how I love um, Dimension 20 on, on Dropout TV. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. they have their very first third season of any of their campaigns coming out right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm very here for it. And that's a threequel of, of sorts. And, like, I was just thinking today, like, I wish some of the others had more seasons. So, I don't know. I think Sean's honestly right that a lot of the time it doesn't actually make it better or do more, but but sometimes I'm greedy and there's I don't so think of what's best that, for me. There's so few times that it works out or it builds to something. And I guess mm. we'll talk about it in the future. Moments from now, but that, that we may in the future. Yeah. Mere mere moments from now. Um, I do feel like there is sort of a, well, we, we've kind of talked at length about how the, the, what did I, what was the, the cow, the milk? What was my Don't. analogy? They milk. No, they please. Milk. Not they milk. They milk. They milk. Uh, <laughs> I'm milk, to say it. Once the milk floweth, uh, that they continue to do so. Yeah. Uh, and I do We all think, know your sick metaphor. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. I do think that unless you're into a land before time situation where like you're just going to go as far oh as you possibly can. They're going to catch do... up to modern times. They're oh, gonna... oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to start entering. Time? They're going to yeah. start entering the 1800s. How yeah, many of just... those films are there? It's just uh, Littlefoot logging. Is it Littlefoot? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Littlefoot doing the log driver's waltz. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Just out there doing what he can. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if you're thinking of, if you're a movie maker 
and you're like, I'm going to make a thing, maybe more, maybe more means three. Mm. Mm. And I maybe, I'm not sure, which kind of takes me to my next question. We've argued quite a bit about how these things are conceived, but do you guys think a trilogy has to be conceived as one to be one? Uh, obviously, I mean, Lord of the Rings is a top tier situation. Well, yeah. Talk about landing the plane. I feel like that's one of the, uh, that is like the crown jewel of threequels of trilogies because he had a Bible already. Like he true famously had a book mm-hmm. that he could draw famously. from. And so he that- knew where we were going. He didn't just cobble together one and then say, what else can we add? And um, and it uh, it really is like probably the one of the top, the highest grossing series of all time. And also just like artistically, uh, it's like the most ambitious dream project ever. Mm-hmm. It's a really a remarkable. <laughs> yeah. And it's also just like how many... How many Oscar like how many Oscars have they won? Like thirty nominations, I guess. Yeah, it's a ton. But, um, but uh, and they employed the think... entire country of New Zealand, <laughs> true, so that's true. they really raised the economic value. They saved I, it. They saved it. I mean, that is key. But I kind of don't think that just because a lot of the gold standards were conceived as three means that a trilogy or even a good trilogy has to be. Because I won't, this will be a fun little teaser. I won't say what the trilogy is that I'm going to be talking about that I watched this week. But it was but not. But I think I know. And it was very good. Mm-hmm. But, but I think even, like, we may have uh, overstepped ourselves here. Because, like, the, the Lord of the Rings is a trilogy before it, it was a film. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like that's why it's the... The kind of because it was already fertile ground. The pacing with, was, was with there. regards to its threeness, mm-hmm. long long before the Pete three came on the scene, if you will. Ooh. It was bo- it was born three. Oh, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, I also agree. Of course, uh, my beloved uh, Star Wars was not conceived as uh, a three, but then. They, when they upped it, they went to three, which honestly was a good call because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that second film is either super weak or super strong, and there's no no Wait, in between. You personally feel both of those feelings? Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. I, feel, I feel that all <laughs> trilogies have either a super strong second part or a super weak second part. Oh, all trilogies yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as evidenced, I think likely in Lord of the Rings and in Star Wars, one of which was conceived from the hop. Well, I guess I don't I have no idea if he wrote all three to be three hmm. of of uh, Lord of the Rings, but Star Wars was one, and then they decided to make two more, right? Because it was so successful. Um, but uh, yeah, am I speaking? Here? Well, and yeah, so <laughs> Star Wars the most infamous uh like reveal of all time not actually but it really gagged the girls at the time i think but the second lord of the rings i can't really 
put my finger on what happened. I really, I remember the first one. I remember the third one. I'm not quite no, sure. It's, you re- gotta remi- the, it's so good. You got to remind me of what's in that one. But the second towers, one is the, the best ends? part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. the best part. We got talking the, trees. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the, the big Helm's Deep fight, which you're like, really? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. you know they're going to win, but you just don't know how much it's going to cost, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many of these children are going to go before they have defended their land? Mm. <laughs> and those big elephant things with the mega tusks. That- Oh later. yeah, those girls. Yeah, I think that's Helm's Deep, isn't it? Or is that the last one? They they make an appearance in the second one, I think, but then they they uh, get uh, infamously killed by Legolas in the third. Right with the which, yeah. which is that's oh yeah bad. when he just parkours around them and <laughs> they all fall over. Yeah, which is just some of the worst <laughs> CGI. Yeah, that, that okay. ever existed. Peter did what he had to do. <laughs> Listen, no disrespect to Peter. It was it was of its time. He was doing what's, what he, he was working with he had. What what's the only way we can make this make sense? Uh okay. Uh before we get into prominent things, you guys, what is it about three parts of a story that just warms our hearts? Do you know? Do you know what it is? Why do we like threes as human people? Well, threes are so satisfying. Yeah, I think threes is a pat. Threes is like a pattern. <laughs> yeah, That's and true. like there's something complete about it. Like like a triangle is like strongest shape. Strongest shape. Thank you, Sean. That's what I was just about to say. Okay. And like <laughs> it kind of I don't know. There's something like even though a square is as balanced as a triangle, for square some is reason two triangles. Okay. No. Well. No, 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 no! Don't bring because your you dark need, wizardry to, to you. You need that support of you need that support of beam in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, you're disregarding the beam. Everyone knows that. Well, that's that's but the beam's there. That's what makes it triangles. Anyway, but also <laughs> that's okay. It was it was just shape ramblings, and let's face it, I'm not the most qualified for that. Shape shape ramblings. Shape ramblings. The stranger story. Um, yeah. But it's also like the natural kind of way I think we ha- we tell stories and have as long as we've maybe been a species told stories of like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Now, mm-hmm. not necessarily, and like there are a lot of, you know, more nonlinear approaches to storytelling in various cultures, but like I think especially when you're telling a story for like a specific reason – with like a moral or like a you know some lesson that's important to pass to other people there is mm-hmm. that kind of like rhythm of it and th- yeah. and for some reason 3 just kind of works for that it's al- almost like it like maybe because of the whole three act thing three installments like resonates and like feels better than two or four yeah you get an intro and then you set up the stakes and then you knock them down baby yeah. what's the What's the uh, the prestige is uh, the I forget I'm, whatever. I'm pretty, sure, that... I'm, I'm pretty sure knock them down, baby's in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. Showing, I think that's in there as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, he yep, did do no, that. It, I was shocked when he said that, but I, it was true. Yeah. And then the prestige. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised when Christian Bale said it both times. Actually, in that. <laughs> um, 
All right, you guys, we kind of hinted at a few of these already, but I do think that there is more to uncover. Uh, what do you guys think are the most prominent trilogies? Uh, probably, we're probably focused on movies at this point. <laughs> but, Sanj, if you got any book ones, feel free to dump them in here. Wow. Oh. Well, I wasn't, I didn't prepare for that chair. <laughs> I know, but no. I just said feel free. You don't have to. <laughs> but now uh, I feel she... frustrated. <laughs> And when you tell her to feel free, that makes you not feel free. Yeah. Okay. Maybe one will come up. We'll see. Reverse Um, psychology. I think, obviously, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect that, but okay. I know. A part of me wonders how they got three. Like, it's just baffling almost. No, it's not. Because I watched them over Christmas, and I was like, "Um, this is... This is an excitement. This is a moment. <laughs> like when they do the musical numbers at the beginning, I'm like, people were yeah. squealing, howling. Yeah. This was those, good. Those musical numbers were incredible. Like they the were. amount of, there's so much going on. You never see it. Even because one of those came out like, was that like in 98? Yeah, like oh, early 2000s, 90, late 90s. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. No, and it hasn't been, no one's done it since. Well, and the second one's genuinely so good, I think. Maybe because that's the one I saw first. Um, oh, really? Oh, you saw yeah. it in order. Oh, because you're a child. Because <laughs> of, uh. of my age, yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because, like, there are so many, like, references to the first one. And I'm oh, just yeah. there being like, like, what? I is-? don't get it. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't get so many of the jokes anyway, like, so many of the sex jokes and stuff where I'm just like, this is silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is outrageous. Shagging. <laughs> Shagadelic? What? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought about putting this on my worst list, but then I was like, I, it's incorrect. No, 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 no. no. Back it's not up. a worst. Yeah. It's yeah. not a worst. It, it, not by far. And like, there is, I think there is a lot, I'm just now thinking back in hindsight that probably just doesn't hold up or is just now blatantly inappropriate. Mm. Uh, but uh, I like I watch these dozens of times. Sometimes in school, I think. <laughs> no. Oh, your teacher yeah. wanted to watch it also. Yeah. It's like again, oh, you make like, me go back and forth on Moose Jaw's uh, I, educational system. Yeah, but... yeah, it's a real theater. I think I think that's where I watched Austin Powers three. It's like a big day. Yeah, like with our class, like you know, like on the TV on the cart. Yeah. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. Like on a, like a. Ooh, it's a Christmas holidays, and we're just kind of bumming around, kind of. It might have been. It might have been Easter approaching, but yes. That's. I think that's very hard to believe, but maybe I think. think, What happened? Am I right in thinking that one's like maybe the least dirty of the three? No, it's pretty bad. The one with (laughs) Beyonce. Floxy. No, I. Why did I say Floxy? Floxy Cleopatra. Floxy. Yeah. Are we Cleo- even... That's yeah. my drag name is Flopsy Cleopatra. <laughs> Sean just quickly notes that down. Sean, mm-hmm. what about you? What are your uh, prominent trilogies? I don't. Well, I don't know how prominent that is, but it's certainly prominent in our lives. Oh, it's prominent, and it's prominent. Now, see this one. It the, uh, an argument could be made, but an argument could also be taken away. But <gasps> the Indiana Jones. That's mm. what I was going to bring up. Because yeah. I consider those the first three perfect it's they're not really trilogies in the way that 
they don't have a through plot line. Like they're really episodic. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, let's just pop in on Indiana and he's on a new adventure. It's not like you gotta know, like he's not on a, a, a three movie arc or anything. He's just like doing one thing this one, I'm doing one thing this one. And it is a, you know, 42 year span of the same series, which is, cr- and with the same lead, which is mm-hmm. nuts, so. Um, yeah. And it probably could have just ended with the first three and honestly should have, no offense, Kate Blanchett, Crystal Skull, <laughs> kooky Lukey, yeah. paranormal alien skull thing. Uh, um, there's yeah. there's another one too, right? Yeah. Well, there is there is one that just came out this last year when he's he's an elder man. Yes. He, and, he's, and he got he got. Let's not beat around the bush. He's an elder man. He's an yeah, elder statesman. I think that's fair. But Sean, I think you're completely right, and I do think that that is like a really great like. I don't know. There hasn't been a ton of like really adventury things lately in the past decade oh when i hear that when i hear that music my blood pounds oh Oh, yeah my heart soars john was feeding the children with that one yeah eagles fly out of my body (laughs) but fireworks go off ouch and it's a medical issue (laughs) and not only that but also i do think there is like uh i there is just some bit of things being okay with the the main thing that's nonsense being his life and career generally Mm. indiana jones that is as a professor who seems to take sabbatical after sabbatical he's never working yeah going out uh being probably super inappropriate with his students uh just all of the issues there however uh you know you throw that against the backdrop of like, there's just Nazis left, right, and He's center. fighting Nazis. You can't get away from them. Well, I mean... It's wild. That part's unfortunately... Well, and that has continued to this... <laughs> Not as untrue 42nd. Yeah. <laughs> well, well like River one, Phoenix. Then. Remember when River Phoenix played him as, like, a teen? Yeah. That was oh, wild. Yeah. It was great. It was so Aww. great. And we got to see, apparently all of his preferences and phobias be formed in one 20 minute in period. one little scene oh <laughs> snakes oh. that's how it works yeah. you guys it's all there it's all there one but. 15 minutes could change your life <laughs> look out look i mean that out. is, is kind of true but it yeah. is kind of true uh i would also like to bring up in terms of prominent trilogy age uh back to the future parts yeah. one two and three Correct. uh which I, again, there's a lot of people who consider Back to the Future Part 1 to be the perfect movie. Mm. Um, and in many ways it is, and in many ways that that's also not obtainable. But um, it is kind of hard to think that they didn't plan this whole thing in one go. Do you think it's sad when they don't bring back a lead in a trill? You know, what like you that girlfriend. Remember like she was, Shue? Well, she was Elizabeth Shue in the second one, but she was um, yeah, someone else in the first one. I forget her name. Right. I don't know. I don't know why that occurred, though. I know it's just kind of a bummer. <laughs> it is. A, it is a little bit of a bummer, honestly. Um, but uh, I think the thing I appreciate most about Back to the Future, uh, I am one of the few people on the planet. I I still think the second one is the best. And I think it was because it just kind of blew my mind 
like that. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I just really didn't think about because they sort of set up a formula with him going back to, uh, I was about to say back to the future, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But he's, he just goes back in that case. Um, but then he goes to the future. Uh, and I thought that was always so cool. And then as a kid, I always felt the Western thing was really boring for some That's- reason. Sorry, little Jerry, you you were wrong. It's it was crazy. Ooh. I was totally wrong. It was wild. <laughs> it's, like, it's so such good. A, it's it's literally it's the good... Wild West. <laughs> it's wild. A... Okay. And it's got what's your face? Um. Yes. Yes. It does. The one who book got club the... book club yeah. star who had yeah. the brain injury and then now can write book club. Songs. Here we go again. Mary? Songwriter Mary? brain injury. Yes. Mary. Mary. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. Um. And uh, really a star-studded cast, even with the recast that Sean mentioned earlier. I think both of them crushed it. Um, it's just funny because specifically there's a moment where, like, it, it end, like they dress her in the same clothes and have her just stand in the exact same spot. And yeah. she's like, he's like, get in! That's, like, is how they end the first one. And then they open the second one with a different actress doing the exact same thing. But she is a different actress. It's really funny. <laughs> Just to kind of bring uh, you into the world. Yeah. But there's also a bunch of the first Back to the Future with a different Marty that they redid as well. What? Yes. What? It never, obviously, yeah. A oh, different right. Guy. I remember. Oh, I yeah. We talked about this during our episode. Yeah. What happened but, to um, that Marty? Uh, bad, I, guess he, I guess he didn't cut it. But so they had to redo a ton of stuff, which is just mind blowing to think about, honestly. Um,. But, uh, you know, it's Christopher Lloyd and uh, why can't I remember his real name? Michael J. Fox, probably at their best. Yeah. Right? Marty! They're both just... <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Christopher Lloyd's here with <laughs> it us. It is. Uh, um, you guys, we've got a cu- couple minutes. What other prominent uh, trilogies can you think of? Well, again, you know, the big film bros out there would probably be upset if I didn't mention Toy mm-hmm. Story. <laughs> oh. You keep just swerving me and curving me. <laughs> that's, that's what it. That's I all I got for you, Sean. <laughs> um, I like honestly though. Can like I can't name a lot of other trilogies with three films as strong as these three. Like, where the third miss. one is Crown Jewel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. That's fair. That's fair. I thought for sure you're gonna say meet the parents, Sanj. No. I thought I was waiting for it, honestly. I um, we, we talked oh about that la- in our last sequels episode mm-hmm, as a negative mm-hmm. example. So, but like, like Toy the, Story like is a like 15 year epic mm-hmm. that grows with you if you are a child of the of right age. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. in the third one, you are also going away with, to college with Andy. And it's just so melancholy because it's like loss and like impermanence, but love. Mm-hmm. And it is so surprisingly touching. Yeah. You're like, wow, it's so moving. Well, and I think a part of it is like we all have that toy that like I'm sitting in Say a more. of toys right now. But, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, we all have the like the toy that we, you know, never wanted to give up. And like we as children, like, put uh, a soul into that toy mm. you know, mine was you know. a doll I stole from a doctor's office oh, that's so that's so because cool, I, I would well I would play with it every time I was in the doctor's office and then eventually the nurses were like you should just take it oh like, done and done that's really <laughs> Do you still cute have it? no I don't still have her she's 
I don't know where she at, but uh, oh, she's somewhere. She, she was she was my go-to for a while. Nice. Well, while we all take a look around for Sean Stahl, yeah, uh, we'll take a little break and hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Spoiler Alert: Explores Trilogies, a ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. And guess what? You're turning tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on CJTR Regina Community Radio. We are talking about trilogies today, but before we continue, does anyone know what time it is? February? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's game time, people. Well, well, well. Oh. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, it was actually like three to five minutes this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? Riding uh, high I'm on ready. two I'm points, frightened. I'm ready. Uh, in, in keeping yeah, with the way the game right. has been going, I of course have selected a trilogy of films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes. uh, there is a special request for the two of you for this particular situation okay uh it's kind of like a horse race so okay so here's what did you say (laughs) it's kind of like a horse race uh so okay so here's what's gonna happen so uh i need from you the three films that you think comprise the trilogy that i'm about to mention Oh my uh, gosh. Each okay. description of the film has to be pretty short. Like just like a one liner, like a right. one sentence. We're, we're yeah, not made of yeah, time. Like, yeah. like we're not made of time. Okay. This isn't a 14 minute segment, John. Uh, right. Should you accomplish all three of the trilogies? So so if, if hmm. you get any two, I, or any, sorry, I'm so sorry. If you get any <laughs> of them, hmm. I will award a point. So if you get one of them, it's kind of close. Wow. You'll get a point. If you get two, they're kind of close. You'll get... And if you get all three, I will be awarding oh four gosh. points. Oh. One for each of the three, oh. and one for comprising the whole, the whole situation. Moly. Yes. Okay. Um, are you okay. guys ready to play what might be the biggest... The highest scoring I'm game I'm stressed ever? now, but yeah, yes. I guess. Okay. This week's title... Uh, so I'm going to say the name of the trilogy, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. is the Roadkill Trilogy. That, the Roadkill that name Trilogy. Again, the Roadkill Trilogy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm really torn. Really torn. Uh... How do you guys, do you guys want to go like one than the other? Or do you want like one of you to do all three? I think one of us should yeah, do all three. Yeah, I agree. I, w- I did go first last week. So Sean, I'm willing to let you go first if you would prefer. I also am willing to go first if you would prefer. No, I, I can okay. go first. I can go first. Okay. Go. So I am, it's this trilogy, the Roadkill Trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is, uh... I think the first film is called Possum, um, and it is a. I think it's a bit of a metaphor. It's like a it's like a mafia film, mafia film series, mm-hmm. um, and it's under the guise of being like uh, about roadkill. 
So first one is Ma- is Possum, and then it's like sort of a low-level mafioso man mm-hmm. who's kind of doing the dirty work, and he's kind of just trudging along. Second, Truck Grill, that is sort of the big kingpin, and he and they are like, he is the our main character Possum is sort of rising up in the ranks, and Truck Grill is sort of keeping eyes on him. Uh, and begrudgingly giving him respect. And then third film, Pavement, mm-hmm. where they eventually come to <gasps> blows. This is when the big climax happens and one one will rise, one Whoa. will fall. Wow, Sean, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for that. That was crazy. And it is very artfully ever, throughout sort of sprinkled in visuals of possum mm. trudging. Truck grill screaming down the highway you know cut they meet crunch blood splat. flat splat flat wow. yeah. hitting us with that onomatopoeia pavement yeah and maybe each sort of film is really set up is very tarantino-y where there is like chapter like mm-hmm. breaks and they just say a little like you know, a little yeah. something like that. I actually, wow. I think that vibes very well. Chapter three, yeah, splat. Very well with what yeah. you've what you've laid out. Wow, thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Sanj, what do you think the Roadkill trilogy is? Hard to beat. Um, I think this is actually a series of horror films, wherein mm-hmm. um, in the first film, it's like a young a young man kind of setting out on the road, trying to make his way in the world. And he's thinking some deep thoughts, and then the thunk. He's like, "Oh no, I hit something!" And then he he like looks out of his car, armadillo. Major bummer. Does no. proceed to be haunted by the ghost of that armadillo for the rest of the film. <laughs> by the end of that <laughs> film, he thinks he thinks he's exercised the armadillo. He's moved on. That took place in New Mexico. He's moved to the Midwest. Second film yep. takes place, I'm going to say, like, five years later. He's married. He's got a family. Um, he, you know, th- he feels like things have turned around, but things have started to get a bit weird again. And what happens when mom's driving the kids to soccer practice one day? <gasps> Fudunk. Raccoon. No. Oh. Road kill again. Raccoon is And there. so it's escalating. More ghosts. More animals. The armadillo is obviously back. You know, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> and then third film takes place 15 years in the future. And it's kind of this cyclical thing where it's the, the guy's son is driving, headed mm. out to New Mexico. He hits two armadillos mm. at the same time. And so this, no, this guy's plagued by animal ghosts. Um, and so I think you can imagine it, things don't end well for him. That's why wow. I think Road Kills that. God. In, in some ways, I haven't exercised my own armadillo. <laughs> That's what I always say, Sean. <laughs> Exercise your own armadillo before you talk to me. You, wow. <laughs> before you start exercising your raccoon and all that. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys both so much for those installments of what could be the Roadkill trilogy. Uh, both. Probably. Yeah, probably, probably. You probably both got points from that. Uh, I'm happy to say that you're all you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms, no. uh, which is good because I didn't want to have to mm. figure out how to do that whole 
There was a lot of shit. To <laughs> oh, it's, it's a whole bunch. A whole bunch. We, we, I will. I, I will say. I think I would be interested in watching all six of those, though. Yeah. So, I'm just it's saying. a lot of film. Uh, just saying. Uh, I will not be able to do all of these justice with the amount of time we have on the radio today. Um, but uh, the Roadkill trilogy is, of course, uh, from uh, Canada's Bruce McDonald. Mm. Which uh, I figured one of you was at least going to get a point. I would have given it to you for the name for the first film, which is, of course, called Roadkill. The second film is called Highway 61. Mm. And then the third film, uh, I would hope you all have heard uh, of Hardcore Logo. Uh, All three of these don't really Mm. have a... There's no through story. They're sort of just, like, elements of, like, bands and Canadian road travel that sort of bring the whole the whole thing together in terms of them being a trilogy, but it is very loose in terms of what we've been talking about. Certainly more sort of like a spiritual trilogy than anything else. Mm. Roadkill uh, from 89 is kind of about uh, this character who's looking, she's looking for uh, all the members of a rock. Well, all the members, especially the lead of a rock band. And she meets these kind of crazy characters along the way who are maybe a little scary, maybe not Uh, highway 61. Um, is about uh, Don McKellar, who's trying to, he wants to kind of become a band musician, or a a band musician, a jazz musician. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, it's kind of, uh, they they sort of like roll along Highway 61 with a coffin strapped to the roof of the car. I'm not going to say more than that, but Mm. you should check it out because it's kind of crazy. And then Hardcore Logo is a, a a mockumentary starring Hugh Dillon about the band Hardcore Logo, uh, and sort of what happens, I think it takes place in BC or they're sort of like in, they begin in Vancouver. It's a tour. So they're kind of on the road again. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen, seen them, you should, this is like some very core Canadian f- trilogy action here. I feel really stupid to not have guessed. Same. <laughs> I forgot film. to name the title. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank you. Thank you. The game is, of course, brought to you by the 2024 CJTR Membership Drive. From February 9th to March 9th, we have a variety of fun events and activities planned for all the members and supporters of CJTR. Be a friend of our community and come help support all of the awesome arts and cultural programming of CJTR. There is a live music launch event at the Kier Kitchen and Bar Friday, February 9th from 8 p.m. to late. See you there. You guys... We're rolling through our list of questions that I have. I have one more before I ask what you watched Wait, this week. I, I do want to just a little bit double back to yep. Toy Story. Doubling back to I Toy was Story. Like, I was like, the third, perfect ending, amazing conclusion. Oh, surprise, we get a fourth one. We do. And it's Forky. Uh, just a piece of crazy body horror <laughs> that I just don't think we need. I forgot. Oh. That that was San, Sanja's favorite. That was her moment. That was. I remember yeah. you almost tearing up about Forky. Sanj. I I did love Forky. I I was drunk yeah. about him, but I did forget. And now I think five is in the can, and I just think we got to know when to when to hold him and when to fold him. <laughs> well, it's, they'll go for a second trilogy now, like they did with Star Wars, right? You'll do a second three run three run act or something. I'm like, we're going to see Bonnie grow up. We're going to, like, <laughs> we're going to see Andy 
die on his deathbed. We probably are. I just fully forgot that there was a fourth movie. I thought oh Forky gosh. was in the third one. No, that was the fourth no, one. No, Forky well, guys, ruined you, it. We have to erase this whole segment of the podcast. Maybe. Do you no, guys... No, we can't because I believe it was a trilogy. Okay, I, I agree. Okay. I do agree. It was real to me. It was real do to you. Do you guys think that they will bury Andy with Woody and that will be the end of his... Oh. Just a really slow, no. m- like, melancholy the, version of You've Got a Friend in Me. The, the real the real tragedy is that Woody will keep living until he, no, Andy's grandchildren are dead. There's like, no way he wouldn't dig himself out eventually. The toys keep going. He would, he, would, he would get out of there. Woody would rescue like, him. I mean, Buzz would rescue him. Yeah, it would take years, but they'd get out. It'd be fine. Um, okay, you but guys. it's also like, who cares? He's not. He doesn't need to eat or yeah. drink or anything. <laughs> it's just still pretty his, horrifying. Part of his it existence. is horrifying until he's given to a child that's going to Mars and he can explore <laughs> a new planet. But, and Woody terraforms our new planet. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, you guys, what's the worst trilogy you can think of? Human centipede. Do you have a worst? Mm. Oh, good call. Nice. <laughs> that was a solid answer. Wow, it's right on the wow. tip of your tongue there. Just so to get it out there, I, we locked said and it. loaded. Yeah. There's, nope, that's there's fair. not even that's anything fair. that funny to say about it. Just yikes. Nope. Yep. Yikes is right. <laughs> one was Sean. too many. One was too many. Half of one was too many. Uh, Sean, do you have a worst? Um, of the three of us, who would you guys pick as front, middle, and <laughs> no, end? I knew you were no. going to say that. <laughs> Oh my god. Obviously, the best of both worlds. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most action, of course. Oh, you guys, that's not a good perspective to have on this whole situation. Uh, Okay. Uh, Mine is Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah. Because Mm. they go to Guantanamo Bay at one point. It is. Right, they do. It's wild. They break out of there because they kind of like. There's some jokes made in the first one about them being terrorists or something, and then they double down on that in the second one because the their girlfriends are going on a trip and they're like, oh, let's go, it'll be totally crazy. And so they do that. And then I can't even remember the third one is, but it's a Christmas special. I don't know that I've actually watched it. Is White Castle yes. the first one? Yeah, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And then it escal- then they go further to Guantanamo. It Bay. escalates a little bit, a little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. Escape from Gu- Guantanamo Bay, and then, then it- Harold and Kumar terraform Mars. For the- <laughs> a very, a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Oh, so they broke 3D. into the third dimension. When you start putting 3D in, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that I get a lot of joy out of knowing that Cal Penn is. Married with his gay partner, working in the White House in a very high-profile job, and just he really, he things got good for him. Yeah, isn't, isn't he done? Isn't he done huh? that though? Wasn't that just for a, a time? I thought he was finished. What do you think? What do you think? Where do you see now? What, what? back on Hollywood? Yeah, I think so. I, Playing I'm, terrorists in jails. Yeah, former former associate director director. So he is he is not. He's not doing that now. I think he's coming back into maybe that fourth Harold and Kumar, honestly. Oh, uh, well, I hope he gets paid handsomely. Uh, may- maybe, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of awesome that he was able to actually just like go get that kind of high-profile job from 
his acting career. Uh, well, I don't think his acting career probably did it. I was it was not well. <laughs> what do you think? He's just had it redacted on his resume. No, don't I watch Van Wilder. Do not watch <laughs> Van Barack. <laughs> Barack, don't watch Van Wilder. <laughs> it's oh, it's based on the the life of Bert Kreischer. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> why don't I bring up a fun little series um, that you probably everyone knows called Beverly Hills Showawa. Wow. So this series is about Chihuahuas, Chloe and Poppy. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, but I did want to tell you about this. So they're from different worlds, obviously. Chloe's really rich. Poppy is really, like, poor. And Romeo and Juliet and, Yeah. And so the first one stars, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, Drew Barrymore, Andy Garcia, Piper Parabo. It's, like, pretty good people. Then the second one, there's about six leads that do not return. Like, they just drop. And it's new people. Um, they do not come back for Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. That's the one that I watched. Or started to watch. <laughs> I because I just kind of was like I picked. I saw there was like the three on on Disney Plus, and I said, "Well, let me see." But I started in the middle, just to get a, a sense oh of where God. we're at. Um, and it was, it was so. It begins with a um, a doggy wedding, um, where the priest was like, "You may lick the bride," <laughs> yeah. and um, and um, there's like. One of their friends is this like gay dog, um, and he's at the wedding, and he's like, "There goes my diet," <laughs> like eating the cake. Oh, and, <laughs> what kind of dog is and he? Then, is he also a chihuahua? He's like a bulldog. He's oh, okay. a little bulldog. I thought this was all chihuahua. I thought it was an all chihuahua cast. No, well, the, the, our main our main t- crew are chihuahuas, but then all of their friends are different uh, are different guys, and then. Actually, in this film, they give birth, they have a family, they give birth, and they get like six uh, chihuahuas who all have their f- little personalities. Um, and anyway, the plot is that um, Chloe's uh, owner and her daughter, who are uh, who Poppy's like owner has a crush on, they go to the jungle because uh, they have they quote are going to the jungle to find rare plants that cure diseases. <laughs> And so then, then uh, they go to live with like I don't know. They're gonna go visit a grandma's house or something. It was actually I watched ten minutes and my brain was imploding, so I had to stop. But I did just kind of want to tell you about the series Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> well, we're better uh, and, I, it. and I hope a word I hope that, that has lost I hope all that me you watch since Chihuahua, Ch- Ch- Chihuahua. Or Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, well, with that, let's say let's let's just slide on to into what did you watch this week's? Uh, Sean, of this course, week's... was watching Chihuahuas. I did. <laughs> um, uh, Sanj? I went on a, a melancholy, romantic, meandering <gasps> little journey through Europe. Oh, my God. Did AKA, you do it? Did you do you it? You watched the afters? The after. No, bef- before. Before, before. <laughs> that oh. really threw me. 
Before trilogy. Oh, sorry. So before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. I actually only watched wow. the um, second two because I did watch the first one somewhat recently. And they're so good, you guys. I really was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Linklater can land this. I don't I, I don't know how we can repeat this and just have two more movies of two hot people talking. But they did it. So mm-hmm. the first one is Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. They meet on a train. They're headed to Vienna. And he basically convinces her to get off the train with him. And they spend a day together wandering around. And, like, being romantic and talking about life. And some people would probably say it's boring because it is a lot of long shots of people walking and talking. But there's something so compelling about it and so compelling about this thing of, like, two people who are deeply attracted to each other arguably have fallen in love one day, which I know is crazy, um, but are, like, kind of not willing to say it out loud and are, like, kind of tiptoeing around that and just, oh, so compelling. So then the second Mm. one, and so at the end of that first film, they basically say, okay, we're not going to exchange numbers or anything. We're going to meet up in Vienna in six months. And and if we both show up, that's how we'll find each other. Fast forward nine years to the second one. Ethan Hawke has written a book about this experience. He's doing a book reading at the famous Shakespeare and Company in Paris. He's people are like asking him questions. He's written a book basically about this day that they spent together. And who walks in the door but I bet I know most beautiful woman alive, Julie Delpy. And so he has again like less than like I think a few hours before he has to go catch his plane back to America. And so it's, again, them, like, walking around Paris. It's revealed that she didn't show up because her grandmother died, like, two days before. Okay, sorry, major spoiler alert, by the way. I'm about to just say it all. Um, say it. And, and so it's this whole thing of, like, why didn't you show up, blah, blah, blah. They're, like, kind of reckoning with their lives since. It gets revealed that basically neither of them is happy romantically or otherwise. This is doing it such an injustice to just, like, rapid fire go through it like this, but... At the end of the film, they basically talk their way into her apartment. She plays a song for him on the guitar that's about him. And then she is like, you're going to miss that plane. It ends. And you're like, whoa. I can't, I truly can't imagine watching that movie and not being able to immediately go watch the third one and find out what happened (laughs) with these two. Because, spoiler alert, they got together. And so now the third one is them reckoning with like commitment and the complication how long is this how long is the third one after the second nine years again another nine years okay and they they did it in act like they did it in actual nine year yeah in in how how tell me how old richard linklater is because (laughs) i think think how is this man able to go 10 years between every film he makes yeah dude is he's doing the long he's got a style vision but what's interesting is none of them were planned like none of the subsequent ones were planned when they made any of them so when Mm -hmm. he made the first one it was just the first one then over the years they kind of were like talking and then they collaboratively made the second one and then same thing with the third one and then they actually discussed making another and basically just decided like we don't have good ideas for what it should be so we're not gonna make it Mm. 
Well, they need another decade, or is it passed? It's passed. It would have been 2022. Oh, oh okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, like, Ethan's still out here, and Ethan is still waiting 10 years between each film with that I man, know. so... It's true. No, but it's. Yeah. I think it was the right choice. Like, it could have been interesting, maybe. They brought up some interesting stuff where they're, like, really reckoning with their marriage and stuff. But I think it's, it is kind of interesting to just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That uh, is, and as you say, tri- or as and all of us, I guess, our trilogies are perfect. That's true. And when you tack on a, an, a fourth that is not, doesn't make sense, then it kind of flops. Yeah. Uh, Forky, Forky. Maybe Forky will Forky. show up in the fourth one. Uh, Ethan Hawke has talked about how he feels like this is like a whole other relationship in his life. Yeah. Like, like because mm. it is just kind of them. It's it's weird that it's not because it is, you know, like like it's just a they're playing characters, but also I don't know that that's true. Well, <laughs> they, they, they are when... like they are playing characters. I don't think it started out as them, but then because they were like collaborative collaborative writers mm-hmm. for the second two, they like brought in stuff from their own lives. Like he had yeah. his divorce from Uma Thurman like right before the second one, and so there's a lot of speculation that like stuff he's talking about in that one is about that. So yeah, for sure there's some bits of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's super good. Oh, they're so good. Super, super. Good. You should watch them, Sean. Yeah, yeah you should I, watch them, Sean. I I feel like I would love to, and yeah, uh, I in in my feeling era, I feel yeah. like I really, I would really embrace these. Uh, Sean, what did you did you talk about what you watched this week besides Chihuahuas? Um, yeah, I watched a similar sort of vibe, like a lot of feeling, a lot of regret, a lot of love. Shrek the third. Yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I didn't actually didn't watch it this week, but that is like um, that's a trio, that's a trilogy where I think we could we didn't need we could have stopped. It's. I feel like it's not very, this is, it's not very heartwarming. Yeah. The third mm. one, when we get, yeah, we got Justin Timberlake, Prince. It's like it doesn't want to be a kid's film anymore. It's like it doesn't, didn't want to, didn't want to do it. Uh, I, I feel like it's kind of the same situation in terms of like, uh, well, it is Mike Myers again, but like the Austin Powers steam of it all, where like, really, they're just like, they've got that first installment. And those are the jokes. And, like, you can riff on those jokes, but, you know, like, you only make short jokes about Lord Farquaad, and if he's gone, there's no more more short jokes. So you close that chapter of jokes in the Shrek world. Uh, And then, I think, I don't know, they make some other size-related jokes later on. But, um... And they have a really egregious, when the king dies, they sing a really sad version of Live and Let Die, which mm. is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Why this? This is the worst possible song. It has the word die in it. It's so stupid. And there's also a really disgusting baby dream montage that I oh, yeah. that I feel uncomfortable by. With is, is the, the babies just keep uh, replicating. Is is the third he's one like drowning in babies? That's true. Is the third one with Rumpelstiltskin? Is that what happens? I think. So I don't even remember. Nodding. I nodded, but yeah. then I was like, I, "Wait." Maybe Rumpelstiltskin comes into a, a fourth. A yes. fourth. I think there might be four. There, there might be four Shreks. Also. 
Now, um, see, yeah. this is, it's hard to control. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies that should have stopped at some point, uh, I did, I think, for the first time, watch all three RoboCop movies in preparation oh. for this show. So the RoboCop trilogy. Um, I still am just, like, mystified by how much I dug RoboCop as a kid. And, again, not super sure if I should have been watching it uh, <laughs> when it was available to me. Uh, written, of course, by Frank Miller, uh, who usually is pretty famous for writing chill stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the third RoboCop, the first RoboCop, we make RoboCop. And in the second RoboCop, we kind of, like, learn more about the corporation and everything. There's some cool stop-motion stuff. And we keep wrestling with the, like, robot versus human debate. Uh, that continues in the third for RoboCop. But uh, Robert Burke plays RoboCop from then on. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know why that was such an emotional hit to me. <laughs> when watching you see this much of his face a Batman lips and it yeah. it hurt me you guys it hurt me that it wasn't Peter Weller anymore because I didn't know that going into it you know those lips and it just hurt me so 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 <laughs> bad anyway with that that's all the time we have this week I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song Manituna my co-hosts Sanj and Sean everyone at CJTR and of course our listeners Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. Coming up next, some great CJTR content. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.